I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wood inside. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. Um, we had a card last week. It was better than expected. Nothing important. If it wasn't that, oh, you said the card was shitty, but it was great. There was a lot of finishes. Um, and then we have a card this week that's probably about the same as, as last week's card. But the card in two weeks might be the worst card the UFC has ever put on. I think Brad compared it to a LFA undercard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kaposa said it looked like the prelims of the McKee versus Pitbull fight. <laughs> so that card in two weeks should be a, should should be a fun one. But I mean, anytime you can have Sam Alvey in a co-main event, you got to do it. Sam Alvey, who he has, he's like he hasn't won in like six fights, right? But he brings it, so he's a co-main event in 2021. Doesn't even bring it. He's, no, he doesn't. He's not. He's not one of the ladies. Yeah, Sam Alvey versus some dude as a co-main event. After I, I, I saw that and I thought I thought it was a joke and I was like, oh, they just must have picked a bad co-main. I'm looking through the card and I was like, I don't even know if they picked bad. Just like I I've never even heard of the dude that he's fighting either. Yeah. Like it was. If you guys haven't seen that card, uh, check it out. It is so the main event is Hall versus Strickland. Which I can actually, I, I think that's a fun fight. I, I, I think that's a perfect fight for a main event in a fight night card. Like, that's fine. And then we go to Sam Albee versus some dude. Roman, Roman Copy Shop, right? Yeah, versus Ani Yaya. Chick fight. That Laziz guy people thought was good, but isn't. Chick fight. Um, one of the, the, Dukakis, the Dukakis brothers. That's great fight, obviously. Chris Grootsmacher uh, is fighting. Brian Barbarino is fighting. I mean, this is the worst. Like, they could not have put together a worse card. They couldn't have. The whole so, card is basically curtain jerkers. We'll have to uh, talk about this once I get some time to, you know, do my, my deep dive, my tape study on that card. But we're going to have to set an over-under at people cut after that card. Yeah, I, I saw... I think it's going to be like they have to fill these cards. They're not cutting anybody. Well, these are are card fillers in 2021. These are the people that they cut. Malcolm Gordon. Malcolm Gordon. Hey, Malcolm Gordon is great. (laughs) Canada pound for pound number six right now. It's that easy. Someone someone tweeted me and said this is basically like a loser walks card. This one in two weeks, and I got thinking. I was like, what if they actually did that? Like, what if it was like a like an actual like they tell every single person in that card if you do not win you are not in the UFC anymore. They would also have to tell them if you put on a shitty fight you're not in the UFC yeah. anymore. Let's say this: if you do not finish your opponent, you are cut from the <laughs> UFC. How great would that card be? It wouldn't matter who's in that card. Yeah, yeah, not it a bad violence. idea. It would. That's what it, we need. It's, it's better we than need. what they're doing right now. Yeah, we need gimmick cards in the MMA these yeah. days because. What they're doing, just I mean, I it, these man. are the this dudes is... that they cut the overreams and JDSs and all those guys. Yeah, pay these guys so twenty they and twenty. Like one cut of those dudes paid for this entire card. Yeah, yeah, yeah they it's, all make uh, twenty and twenty. This is overream paid for this card. 
it's it's definitely sacrifice. interesting the, the way it is because like when you think of like an overroom and JDS, it's like yes they've lost four in a row or whatever it is, but like that main events overroom off four straight losses, JDS off five. Main... Like, it's a main event over these guys, you know. Yep. So all right, well if we go to last week's card, which I didn't think last week's card was that bad. Um, like even on paper, like it wasn't anything that was like crazy, but there was some good action fights and some good fights. So. Um, starting off heavyweight division, we had Rodrigo Nascimento uh, defeating Alan Badeau by uh, knockout. It's actually a pretty funny fight. The French dude just beat the brakes off him in the first round and then was basically done fighting in the second round. It was. So my, my, my Nascimento inside was just uh, easy. He got a little lucky. You got, a, you got, a, <laughs> yeah. you got a, a little bit lucky on that one. I mean, he was like dead, like falling backwards. Like The French dude actually looked pretty good, but he has he has no idea. What no, gout, no ground game. No. Well, it wasn't – he just started getting caught. I mean, he got he, – I think he was gassed out. Like, he was getting caught in that uh, in that second round early. And, like, it was a, probably a 10-8 first. Shit, shitty low-level heavyweights. If, if you survive, the other guy will probably gas. You kind of get what you expect out of those. But, yeah. And, and they kept they kept talking about how Nascimento went back to the drawing board and trained harder than ever and all this. And then the first five minutes, he's just getting his shit kicked in by some random French dude. <laughs> it was uh it was tremendous and then we move uh malcolm gordon which i think this moves him up to top 10 in, uh canadian pound for pound is that right that's what i said after pound number yep. six yep there you All go you need he is one dub he, yep. he defeated francisco figueroa who's who's awful i mean this fight sucked like bell to bell this fight was as bad as it gets like not much happened like you got a, a guy who can't wrestle wrestling like it was it was dreadful, but you know, I was happy for Gordon because he was, he had, he's horrible on the feet. Like he it was like, he was blindfolded and just doing windmill shit. But I did respect the fact that he was on a three fight losing streak, knew he had to win this fight and the whole fight. He was just pushing, throwing like a wild man and I'm okay with it, but it was dreadful. I, you're not going to get much out of me on this card. I saw I one fight. That's not bad. Hopefully it wasn't Makachev. Uh, Oh, no. fuck no. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> not good. All right, uh, Bandit Point Division, Sergey Morozov uh, defeated Khalid Taha. I actually kind of liked Taha in this one. I thought he'd be able to stay at the same the feet and maybe get a knockout. The knockout was like plus 280, and I thought that was the only way he would win. I was, uh, It might have been the only way he could win. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he got dominated here. Also, uh, not overly exciting on this one. The beginning of this card, uh, these two in a row were, were not good. But then it gets it gets a little bit better. Um then we had Amanda Lemos uh, defeating that really weird chick. That chick, the head weird. and arm chick. That's all she yeah, has. The, if, if the you, monster rat chick. Yeah. I I love that she rat, got knocked out like instantly, and people were saying it was a bad stoppage. Like when she stood up, she had no idea where she was. Like she was completely out of it. And then there was that the the gif or whatever of her looking at the ref and like super pissed at him for stopping the fight. <laughs> but even in that, she still looks fucked up. I think I'm that, not, that, like she might she might just look like that. Yeah, I think she was recovered at that point. I think that was just kind of a, you know that's that's her how look. she looks. That's, that's yeah, that's that's her. That's her look. Um welterweight division, Daniel Rodriguez defeated Preston Parsons. This was a beating. Um this line was only I think it was like minus three hundred or something like that. I mean, this was Daniel Rodriguez versus Scrubs is always fun to watch. Because he has good hands. I actually like this guy's hands, and this guy had had absolutely nothing for him. 
I still can't believe he he lost to Dalby. That that yeah, is that the was... one outlier there that is just does not make sense. No, it doesn't. Because like he has like on the feet, like he looks good, like he looks great on the feet, and then that yeah, that was a that was a weird one. Also, right, not uh, the greatest decision in that Dalby. No, fight, that was a so. it was a bad decision. No. But still, you should yeah. smash Dalby. You really should. Think, speaking of smash, uh, this is my favorite bet in the card. Billy Quarantillo defeated uh, Moogly by knockout, and he looked like he had that. Well, I don't know why this fight was lined this way, and I know it's easy to be, you know, hindsight twenty twenty guy, but like I was shocked all week at this line with Billy being plus one forty here. And Benitez is not really good at anything. He has some good leg kicks, but he's not he's not very good. And Billy's great. Billy, he's aggressive the entire time. He has the the gas tank to go with it. He's got Better striking than expected. Like I always expect, like he's not a good striker, but he's so aggressive that it works. I think is the way. He's not technical. He's he doesn't have a lot of skill on the feet, but he's so aggressive and just pushes that it works. And his his jujitsu is really strong. Um, his wrestling needs probably a little bit of work, but his back control is great. And yeah, he had just absolutely smashed him in this fight. I this I had the one that decision. I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is actually one that I watched. I had goes to decision. Uh, I was a little scared off. I mean, that Tucker win. I mean, he he did get beat up pretty good, and we we have seen some holes in his game. I mean, I love watching him fight. Uh, yeah, he's 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 awesome to watch. Uh, I I just expected him to win a decision or or lose a, a close decision, and he ruined it. But uh, I'll I'll be happy to lose money if if Billy Q is getting a W. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I think we mentioned a while. We kind of know, like, the book on Billy Q, that if a dude is significantly stronger than him, he's going to be in trouble. Because, like you said, he doesn't have the wrestling to make up for that just, like, physical disadvantage. But against some, you know, Mexican dude who who can't wrestle either and isn't a strong guy, he's going to look great in that fight. Uh, I, I know we talked about it earlier in the week that when the line was at, like, plus 170, we were pretty shocked by it um, and this was uh one of the only bets that i hit a uh, little billy q round three action so there i'll take it and fuck you sean with your goes the distance bet yeah it's my only it, bet that i lost on on saturday so, so yeah you was, so you're for, fine for, for this yeah. random card i think we all did pretty well on it um we'll take it then we have middleweight division we had the kickboxing phenom Rodolfo Vieira <laughs> defeating Dustin Stolvis. And it, it was funny. I kept seeing people in the announcers a little bit. Towards the end, they switched. But they were like, this is smart. He's saving his gas tank. And, well, it's never smart for a guy with his his skill set, knowing he's going to gas with his credentials with jiu-jitsu, to kickbox for 10 minutes. He got he got lucky, right? Like, he had enough gas to get that finish, and, and Dustin made a mistake. But, like, you, you do what you're good at. If you know you're going to gas in – five to five minutes don't drag it out and be in a kickboxing fight if you know you have five minutes make that five minutes count (laughs) like go like when we see guys who gas out early they change their whole style it's like if you're an aggressive nut job then be an aggressive nut job like don't don't change your style because of it i did think his striking looked 100 times better but it was a punching bag like if he does that versus most guys it's not gonna work we see it all the time. Uh, guys, when they get a high-profile fight or they come off a loss and they want to, like, switch up their style that basically is their best way to win, let's throw that out and then 
see how we do. It's it's completely idiotic. Just just use your tools and best way to win and try to win that way. Because yeah. if you've made it this far, it seems to be working. So why why change it up? The dog wants to saw a cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys do it all the time. It's frustrating. Like if you're a jiu-jitsu guy, use your jiu-jitsu. If you don't have a good gas tank, go balls to the wall. You're never going to have a good gas tank. Like that's not going to magically change. And being in a shitty kickboxing fight with most guys isn't going to work. Always Saeed bets. Saeed bets? We always Ooh. have Saeed bets. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're always we're always ready to roll with Saeed bets. Aaron um, hit some bets. Yeah, Aaron hit some bets on the weekend. He hit, I don't, I don't one, know if he actually placed money on them, but he uh, he, he definitely well, has been hitting some on do Canadian dollars really count? No, it's play money. I mean, I have a board game under here. I can take all the money out and make some, some cancer bet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, you should yeah. do that. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens got subbed in a minute, and I like that he initiated it. That was very Jeremy <laughs> Stevens of him. I was shocked by that outcome, though. Not that Jeremy lost. I bet on Jeremy because I thought the line was too much. He hasn't been subbed in like a decade. That was a bit surprising to me. That was a weird one, though. Like, I don't, I don't know how often that happens in this fight. I, I bet doesn't go to decision. I didn't really expect it to go this way. Uh, yeah. I just don't think Stevens is big enough at fifty-five. <laughs> I know the weight cut sucks to forty-five, but I mean, he's also yeah. His 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 take and, he's, and he's getting old. His take, yeah, he's old as shit. His take on defense obviously struggles when he's not the strongest guy because he doesn't have a lot of skill there. But I, I don't know if Jeremy Stevens is washed because that fight didn't show me anything. Like he got taken down, he decided he was going to go for a Kimura from the bottom. Always really good for a guy that has no idea what he's doing on the ground, <laughs> and then he gets subbed. Just put um, in fun stand-up fights. Well, he like, called out Connor. He called out Connor today. He's like, "This is the fight to make." I'm like, "Hey." Connor's leg snapped in half. It's going to be a bit. And you think Con- Connor's going to come back to fight the who to fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, and it's funny. They, they were talking right in the walk up and right when the fight first started that um, Anik and one of the guys was like, I think Jeremy Stevens is going to be the first of 40. And it's like, if he loses tonight, that's five in a row. <laughs> like, is he like, going I know he's been fighting good guys, but still, that's not a great look. No, I, I wish they would give these guys like just like now, like if they bring Jeremy Stevens back for another one, they need to give him the worst fighter of all time who doesn't who's never wrestled before in his life. Like, I wish they would do that. It's like we want to watch Jeremy Stevens punch people in the face. So why don't you let us? Yep. Like it's happened a few times in the past with they give the wash guys a couple people they can work at. like Gray Maynard. They gave a few fights of guys that weren't great after he was washed and. There was a few other ones. It's like, I don't know why we don't see that more often. Like, why Why is Steven – and I get the gatekeeper and you got to earn it, but, like, does anyone know the guy that beat Jeremy Stevens' name the other day? Did he get the bump? Did he get the heathen bump? Like, what, what, what are we doing? Is he the who the fuck is this guy that now? Now he is. Yeah, He's got now, that title? Now he is. Sad. Uh, women's bantamweight division, Misa Tate defeated Marianne Renault. Uh, knockout. I just people on Twitter like, I can't believe people are laying minus 140 on Misha. She hasn't fought in five years or whatever. I'm like, do you see who she's facing? And how old? Renault's what, 44 and hasn't won a fight? And like, she and is retiring. Fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> like she's done. And was already like a 500 fighter. Yeah. Not just in the UFC, for her career. 
And it was always like the, it's a perfect style for Misha. It's someone who doesn't know how to wrestle. Misha's always going to struggle if it's someone who, who she can't take down, right? That's why like Nunez would just absolutely pummel her because she wouldn't be able to take her down or someone like that, right? But Renault's not stopping the takedown. Like I love Misha at minus one forty. Like people are like, oh, you don't bet this fight, but you bet Misha. What an idiot! I'm like dude, there's value wherever you fucking see it. <laughs> like that's just just how it works. There's value yes, in every ring of fights. There's always yes, value in whoever wins. <laughs> yes, Anik literally opens the fight and goes, she's still nursing. <laughs> Was she going to give her a little, a little squirt? A little so basketball after, squirt? So after <laughs> she says that, I, th- I think it was Bisbing, uh, it was Bisbing and someone else. Um, maybe DC, was it? Uh, but the other two announcers, Anik says that and they all just literally went silent and no one said a word for like five seconds. Just awkward I, as fuck. That's like a first in UFC commentary history. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh god, you say that, but that was like the, the time when Anik was talking about how the dude couldn't see his kid and all that, like yeah. weird shit. And like, yeah, he's on, yeah. he's on some weird stuff in these fights lately. It's it's, it's funny, but with how weak it, this just shows how weak women's MMA is, right? Misha Tate's legit, probably top five in the women's bantamweight division now. Yeah, probably. Look how weak it is. There's yeah, no like one def- Definitely top ten. Oh, Renault was like nine. Yeah. <laughs> and she's lost like five in a row and is yeah. retiring. Yeah, like the women's, the women's division is so bad. It's like chicks that have lost like four in a row are ranked like fifth. <laughs> like it just doesn't. There's, they're, there's, one, I mean, they're one win away from a fucking title fight, man. Juliana I Pena. Mean, exactly. Is fighting. <laughs> she just lost to someone like six months ago. And she hadn't won in a couple years before that, and she's fighting for the belt. She was injured or whatever, yeah. Who, who did she lose to? In the, she beat Sarah McMahon to earn her title shot. Um, and she beat she lost to someone she right lo- before she that. She got subbed by uh, Durandamy. Durandamy? Yes. Subbed. Yes. <laughs> she got subbed. Yeah. She's yeah. two and two in her last four, and she's fighting Amanda Nunes. That's, I mean, she said that was the fight to make. <laughs> That's because it's nobody else. Literally no one else. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. Yeah. And then we had main event. Um, this told me nothing. Like, <laughs> Makachev beats Tiago Moises. Just, yay. Like, what were we – were you expecting anything else? Like, I, I don't want to hear how this guy is great or he's he should he would beat Dubronx and Poirier and all these guys. That was his best win last night. Or the other night. Tiago Moises, that's his best win. And then this guy, like, typical, he could call out anybody, right? If he wants to earn a title shot, call out Michael Chandler. Call out Justin Gaethje. Or Tony Ferguson. Yeah, that's the fight I want. I want Tony. It's like, dude, give me a break. Like, I'm sick of hearing about this guy. Like, if he says no one wants to fight him, he wants the top five. Like, I want to see this guy fight Gregor. If he can out-wrestle Gregor and beat the shit out of him, fine. Believer. That'd be a sick fight. Yeah. Like, give him great. Is he is he gonna ragdoll Gregor Gillespie? Is that a thing that can happen? I don't know. So I'd rather see that. I mean, he even yes. said that he didn't want to fight Dan Hooker. He was like, "Oh, you you're like three and three in your last six, and then calls out Tony. Calls so. out Tony. Yeah, who's a hundred years old? In his last few fights, looked like he needed to be carried out in a stretcher in as soon as he got in the octagon. Uh, but yeah, that's that's who he, he called out. Wheeled out to the yeah. ring. I'm just not a believer in this guy. Like I have seen 
like the same the same people that are saying that Connor had an easy path to the t- title by beating basically every wank fighter in the division. They're the ones that are saying Makashev gets a title shot and he's done all this and stuff. It's it's just funny, like the narratives that get dri- Connor had an easy road. Everyone's ducking Makashev. He should get Dubronx next. I'm like, what? I, I'm not a complete hater. I think he has some tools, but until he beats anybody worth a damn, so you, boring. I, I don't. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can. They're just they're just trying to play up the Khabib thing. They they are not, that similar. They like, they're Russian and they like to lay yeah. on people and take naps. Yeah. That's the I, I I until I would say the later stages of Habib's career, maybe the last three years, I loathed watching Habib fight. It was the same he got, thing. He finally figured some shit out and actually smashed people instead of. I don't know if it was them. figured stuff out. Is the, that some of these guys? They just they don't think they need finishes. So they don't they don't care. They're just like I'm cool just getting a win. And Makachev does get some subs here and there. But I mean, finishing Tiago Moises after twenty minutes of boring doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, because I mean this shouldn't be a five round fight. So in a three round fight this went to decision. Like Yeah. <laughs> this should be like prelims of old UFC. Like Tiago Moises was just the main event. That's a thing that happened. But so was Irene Aldana. True. So it's <laughs> true. Pick your poison. All right. Well, that'll do it um, for this Nick, for this last event. Hopefully, Makashev gets uh, someone a little bit better. At least think about someone that has some wrestling skill. That that'd be interesting if you know he actually fought someone who could stop him. Um, all right. So let's move on to this week's card, which is UFC and ESPN: Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. The return of TJ. I love that all these hype commercials and everything are making TJ look like the victim. Like, have you noticed <laughs> that these commercials? I can't believe they. Missed out for three years or two yeah. years or whatever it was. It was. Like, the, the UFC was calling, and my heart dropped. Like, that's, oh. like, the thing you see. It's, like, your dad's dead. <laughs> it's, like, you finally got popped for all those steroids you've been using. <laughs> like, like, it was, like, this Lifetime movie, like, intro scene for this. And it's, like, all right, whatever. And I've seen the pictures of TJ, and, like, he looks in shape, but he looks old as fuck. Like, TJ I looks saw... really old. At the interview, uh, like the media day today, he, whew, yeah. How old is he? Well, he, he's, he's like 35. 30, 35, 36? Yeah, I think he's 35. But there's, wow. a, as, as, as I know from experience, there's a big difference between 32 and 35. <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year you go from under way to 40, uh, from 30 to 40 is, is a big jump. It's like three years every year in oldness. Exponential. Um, and who knows what TJ's been doing these last few years. I'm sure he's going to the gym a little bit and a lot more recently, of course. But, like, who knows what this guy was doing? Like, and he's off the juice. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here. But, uh, no, no. We'll jump the, the, the EPO didn't help him. It's, he said it, it hurt him. It, it, no benefit at all in uh, yeah. any Besides sort of idol. activity that involves cardio. Uh, definitely yeah. doesn't give you any advantage. No, he was probably one of the biggest, most blatant of all the cheaters we've had in the UFC. <laughs> <sighs> all right, let's uh, let's kick this thing off. Well, this this actually breakdown should go pretty quick. There is quite a few female fights on this card, including the first two: um, women's strawweight Diana Babita. Is that like a cheese? Babita cheese. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Versus Hannah. Or the breakfast biscuits. Uh, I have nothing on this fight. I don't know if you guys have anything you would like to add. 
one these these they're combined one and three in the UFC if you count contender series. The the one win the chick is that she beat is one and three in her last four. This is as low level as it gets. I will pick the dog that, and it seems like Velveeta Cheese is that currently. She this fight would probably be in the main card of next week's card, of the card in two weeks. <laughs> Got to bring out the bangers to, yeah. to start the main card. Ladies always bring it. Brad, I assume you have absolutely nothing to contribute on this. Uh, nothing positive. <laughs> I I did win a bet against Belbita in her last fight, the the round one sub bet. Uh, I I don't think oh. that's going to happen here. Who did she but fight? I, um, the the Joju. The, oh, the end of Joju. Joju. Um, yeah, I uh, I looked up the records of all of the people that uh, Hannah Goldie has beat, and literally none of them have won a fight after she's beaten them, except Jillian Robertson, who she beat in her first professional fight. Like both. So of she's a career changer, fights. is is what you're trying to say, Brad? Yeah, she's, she's taking changes dude, people's careers. Maybe yeah, you got the, maybe you got it wrong, Brad. Maybe it, maybe it's not that she's fighting bad competition that she Frankie Edgared him. Remember Frankie yeah. Edgar back in the day? He'd fight someone, they'd never be the same. Maybe that's it. I, I was gonna say the the John Jones effect. That that mm. might be what we're looking at here. Ooh, interesting. She's a killer. <laughs> she My is goodness. a killer. Yeah, I got I got nothing to add here. Um, all right, uh, Sajara Eubanks versus. Elise Reed. I I got nothing. You sure? Uh, I have no clue who this Elisa Reed is, but should Sajar Eubanks be minus 330, 350 against any soul on the planet? No. I don't know. No. I didn't know she was uh, still in the UFC. She, yeah. Uh, she, she's not good. I have no idea about this chick. I, I probably am going to be blind... I'm going to blind take, uh, sprinkle on Reed, possibly. Just to, depends how degenerate I want to get. And possibly look at plus three and a half. Because if she's minus 350 or so, plus three and a half should be close to uh, even money or a little bit of juice. And, and all you need is Sajari Eubanks to do something as stupid and, and lose one round and, and you cash your ticket. Brad, you got anything? No. Not even anything negative on this one. Just... Just nothing. Just nothingness. Move it all. Move it along. You're not. You're not a Sarge fan. <laughs> no? I not as much as I should be. <laughs> right, the card gets a little bit better here. Um, <laughs> Bantamweight division: Julio Arce versus Andre Ewell. I like Arce. He's fun. This. This is. We're improving. Like this could be. This could be the co. This is. This could be the co-main on the on the card in a few weeks. Easy. <laughs> so this card's stacked. I mean, they got they got co-main events in the you know one of the first few fights. This is big. Sean? Yeah, Arce is fun. Uh, he, he throws good strikes. He doesn't really get hit much. Uh, I, I think he's the better fighter here. Um, I, I guess Arce's losses in the UFC aren't aren't too terrible. I mean, Shaman Rice at that time was a lot better than Shaman Rice is now. And Duwadu is an okay loss. Uh, and it was a super close fight, so... Uh, I've never thought Andre Ewell is good. Um, he, he just isn't. He's just, he's so generic. Like, he's just like a, a D at like everything. He does nothing it, well. Yeah. Like, if C, you said C what is at the most, yeah. Even guys that are bad, you can usually pick out like one or two qualities. Like, I got nothing. He's below nothing. average in every facet of the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'll, 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 I'll probably like, parlay, I'm say. 
I'm surprised MMA gambling Twitter doesn't love Ewell just because he's, he's tall. That's like the only thing they look at in fights. They're like, oh man, he's so tall. <laughs> Must be tall good. guy defense. Is he tall? I don't think yeah. so. He's not short. I mean, he's like five eight. He's got long arms. Weight, he's got long arms. Yeah, he's, 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 there you go. That, he's not that tall. Reach. He's got a oh, six he, foot he's, three reach. No, he's, he's five eleven. He's five eleven. That's tall for this yeah, division. He, he's tall. Oh, he's definitely UFC tall. UFC has it as five eight. What the fuck? I don't uh, Wikipedia them. obviously is smarter than the UFC. You see these <laughs> cards they put together. Have you heard Dana talk? Oh, genius. Come on. Um, Brad? Yeah, I I like Arce in this fight. Um, I think there's a chance that he could just lose the first two rounds on volume alone because the only thing Ewell is good at is that he's willing to throw punches and sometimes Arce is not. Um, but Ewell's also definitely gas because he gasses in all of his fights. Uh, so Arce is going to pick up the third round. So it's just whether you think he takes one of the first two or both of the, uh, the first two. I'm willing to lay minus 200 or whatever the, uh, the price is right now on it. Uh, but I do think he's probably going to win. He's also yeah. dropping down the first time. Arce? Yeah. I, oh, yeah uh, that's Bantamweight, yeah. Yeah, it is a Bantamweight. I, it, I like Arce here. I think, yeah, if he's dropping down for the first time, that's a, a bit of a worry. I, I, I like his hands. I, I think he's got I think he's got pretty clean boxing. Uh, he is pretty aggressive, but not that hittable. Uh, Ewell, I, I think the only worry Brad kind of pointed out here is if Arce, especially first cut, is he trying to save, save some gas, like, is he a little too tentative? Because Ewell is going to push forward. If there are one positive to say about Andre Ewell is he does move forward quite a bit and throws really weak shots and causes no damage <laughs> if that's your your positive about him but Arce is a fighter like he is he's good and, and I think he can finish this fight anywhere if there is going to be a finish in this fight it's definitely going to be Arce um he's he's decent on the ground he could possibly wrap something up if he drops him or, or gets him down if there's some kind of weird scramble but I think overall I think this fight stays in the feet Arce's got the better hands. He's more dangerous in the feet. I think it's about his aggressiveness. As long as he's aggressive, I think he wins this fight really easily. And I think at minus 200, I think we're getting a really good price. And if he does look good, I mean, he looked, he looked good at minus 145. If he's if he does look good at minus 135, this guy could move up you know, decently fast because he he's powerful and he's got great hands. So I think at minus uh, 200 like, is worth it. I like that you just gave betting lines for their weights. <laughs> I did? Yeah, you said he looked good at minus 145, so oh, he might look I, good at minus 135. <laughs> uh, I'm tired already. It's been a our, long day. I say round three uh, plus 1,600. I'm, I might take a stab on that. I don't know. I don't like that. Um, my, order is wrong on this, my order is wrong on this Wikipedia. Um, uh, it, it, it says, just changed. Like Yeah, it says Costa Yanez is next, so we can go ahead and cover that. We'll go out of order here. Um, but that fight did get bumped to the main card. But this is my favorite fight on the entire card. Bantamweight division, uh, Randy Costa versus Adrian Yanez. I know some people are complaining, oh, it's too early, they're prospects. But fuck that. Let's, we got an amazing fight, which the UFC would have messed this up in the future anyway. So let me go ahead and get this fight now. That's kind of my thought process of this. So it's not like they're about to both fight for the belt. Like, why not let him bang? You, Sean? Yeah, let him bang, and I think that's what's going to happen here. Uh, these guys both like to strike. Um, neither of them go for takedowns. This this should be fun for however long it lasts. Uh, 
And if you're gonna tell me that that Randy Costa is gonna be in a, a basically a brawl, and he's you know plus two hundred, he's like round one plus five hundred or whatever it is. Uh, those are just ridiculous numbers for for a guy that throws as much volume as he does and has just obscene power. Um, I've hit on him before with TKO in round ones. Uh, I'm I'm diving back in. Um, his TKO or round one TKO at, at Bet Online is like plus eight hundred. That that looks good to me. This guy knocks people out. Knocks people out early. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a brawl. Uh, so I'll I'll take the guy that has a huge number next to his name in in that sort of fight. Brad, you get not a lot to add here. I I know that people are really high on Yanez after his last couple performances. Um, you know he's looked good, but he's looked good against guys who really don't belong in the UFC uh, and. When he faced guys who were kind of decent before, he didn't look so great. Like, he's got a loss to, to Miles Johns and a couple other guys on his record who are decent fighters. Um, but I'm interested to see here what happens because, as Sean said, Costa is a guy that just comes out and he has insane power, for, especially for a bantamweight. Uh, and he puts it to use right away. So... Anybody that's coming out and isn't ready to go uh, from the hop, uh, they, they could be in trouble against this guy. So, you know, Costa's wins aren't the, the greatest either, but I just think we're going to have two guys coming out, throwing shit right away. And uh, I'll throw a, a little flyer on the, the guy with huge power at, you know, round one TKO plus 800 is what I got as well. Yeah, same same thoughts here. I I really like Randy Costa. I I think he has he has that life changing power at a lower weight class. You just don't see very much. I mean, he is a bantamweight. He's he's a strong bantamweight. But when was the last thing you seen a bantamweight where he has six wins all in the first round? Forty six seconds, eleven seconds, a minute eleven, forty two seconds, longest fight of his career uh, that he won two minutes fifteen seconds, and then forty one seconds in his last fight. The longest win of his career was two minutes and 15 seconds. So this isn't a guy who's like has big power, but he waits end of first round, maybe early second. The dude, the bell rings and he is headhunting instantly, which we talked earlier about Vieira, where he knows his guy, like he knows his guy's think bag, so he's extending the fight and doing the wrong thing. Kosa just goes out and goes, my best chance of winning is the murder of this guy in the first two minutes. He knows that. That's his style. And I think in this fight, it's gonna when you have a more technical striker in Yanez. The best thing you can do is blitz that guy and throw throw bombs at his face. That is the best thing you can do because if you try to be in a, a, a pace technical striking battle with him, that's how you're going to lose. I don't think this fight hits the ground. If it does, Coast is not going to bring it there. <laughs> that would be Yanez. And, yeah, I point out to the guys this morning, the, the round one knockout prop at I, I, plus 900 uh, is what I got it at on, on DraftKings this morning. Plus 900, and I look at this, he's plus 180 on the money line or so. That, if he wins, that's it. If he wins, it's round one knockout. And the difference between money line 180 and plus 900 on the round one knockout, it seems like kind of a no-brainer if you're going to take a stab on Costa. So we're going to go a little weird this week. This is Munich. We're going with the round one knockout plus 900 prop for Munich. We're feeling weird. Um, I love this bet, though. If it wins, if he wins, this is how he wins. 
and it would be pretty fun to cast a plus 900 in the first in the first couple minutes. So uh, it's it's Randy Costa here to take it home. And if he wins this fight, I think whoever wins this fight, they they're immediately jumping up on, on one of the top prospects, uh, not only in the division but you know in the UFC with that kind of power for Costa and that kind of you know young skill and how he's looking for Giannis, like impressive. All right, middleweight division. Nasruddin Imamov versus Ian Heinish. It's a weird fight. I don't really have a, a good read on it. Uh, I, I've never thought Heinish is good. I feel like he, he got a bunch of hype by surviving and be overtaking gas Brazilians. Uh, Going to Ponderosa High. That's how he got you know, he got that big rating, <laughs> legendary status at Ponderosa. That's true. That is that is a big deal. So I, I guess I can't blame him there. But uh, yeah, I mean, he had that nice win against Mearshart, but Mearshart can be one punched, as we've seen from the greatest of all time. Um, Imovov should have beat Phil Hoggs uh, if, if he had. That was so bad. Easy uh, money. We were all there. on Hogs there. Nope. <laughs> we were all on Hogs there. Yeah, and, and, and we all we won our bet. We all won our bet, and then we oh, were so wow. mad at his performance. We all bet against him the next fight, and then he got <laughs> and then he looked, dominated. Looked, like figured out the gas great. tank, everything. Yeah, idiots. the best he's ever looked. Yeah. Absolute uh, idiots. I know. Uh, yeah. So I mean, Imovov. I mean, he he, he beat the he beat the Beatus kid, um, and then he he couldn't do anything to a, a zombie Phil Hogs. Um, I'll I'll pick. Uh, Heinish, but I, I don't want anything to do with this fight. You don't like uh, Imamov? You, you love Russians. He's like French. What? I don't like yeah. Russians. I don't like. He's not Russian. It sounds Russian. He is Russian by way of Imamov. France. That's that's Russian. He's Russian. I don't care what he says. He's Russian. or is he French by way of Russia? Yes, that's Maybe. that's more what I mean. Brad, what do you got here? Ah. Uh, I don't think this is an easy fight to break down. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good fight either because as we've seen in the, the Hogs fight, even when Imovov hurts guys, he is very easy to just push up against the cage because he's a, a lanky Russian weakling. Um, so, you know, he, he really embraced uh, French culture when he moved from Russia to, to France because he's like reverse boring he he lets people be boring to him um rather than him doing the the boring stuff to other people and i could see a lot of that with heinish in this fight uh hard to trust his wrestling but also you know Derek brunson uh omarion kelvin gastelum those dudes are pretty good grapplers um getting out by them and, and losing to them which is uh, the bulk of his professional losses, not the worst things in the world. Uh, so I think I side with Heinish here to, to get a decision and sort of hang on, maybe get a takedown here and there. Uh, but I, I don't know. This line is sort of creeping up a bit, and I'm definitely not comfortable with uh, Heinish more than plus or minus 150. Yeah, I actually like Heinrich a good bit here. Um, if you do, you know, look back at his fights in the UFC, he's kind of done what he should have done, right? Like losing to Gastelum, losing to Brunson, beating Meerkat, beating Carlos Jr., beating Matanch, 
Uh, Avmedov, I would say, is the one questionable one, um, but I think he just had a, a, a bit of a wrestling deficit. But let's pretend this uh, this fella here uh, is French, Imamov. We got a wrestler versus a French guy. That's always been auto bet. If you got a wrestler versus a French guy, you you stop breaking the fight down because the wrestler is going to out wrestle the French guy. Is, is Heinisch an actual wrestler? Yeah, Dude doesn't get taken down against a... anybody that isn't a zombie Brazilian. Pondo well, legend, Frenchman. Pondo legend. Yeah, he is a he wrestled. Um, high school wrestler is much better than like French national wrestler. <laughs> and this guy didn't even wrestle. So. Let's go there. Let's let's stop. Let's make it easy. I think Heinrich is at a tough road. He's been facing really, really good guys. In his last few fights, he's faced a couple top five guys. And Imov is facing the diabetes. I mean, there's a difference there in opponents. And I think Heinrich, the UFC, thought too much of him after the shoe facing Mutanch win. And I think they just threw him in the deep end too early in his career. I mean, he was three fights in his UFC career fighting Derek Brunson. Like, maybe that was a little too much for him. And then after a couple lost, they're like, how about Gastelum? (laughs) Like, maybe the UFC just hates this kid. Um, But I think this is the fight. I think they gave him a fight now that he should win. He should have a big advantage in the grappling, and and I think he does it. I I parlayed Heinish with uh, Julio Arce. Uh, I think it was like plus 140. All right, let's move up. Uh, Another great fight. This card has some sneaky ones. This this card has some sneaky ones. Uh, Puna Soriano versus Brendan Allen. You, Sean? Um, this, this should be an interesting fight. Uh, uh, we all kind of like Brendan Allen. Uh, and then he's, he had a couple questionable, uh, fights there. The, the Dawkins fight that was much closer than it should have been, uh, after he gassed and then getting smashed by Sean Strickland. Uh, we were kind of questioning if, if he was actually (laughs) who we thought he was. Um, nice sub in, in, in his last fight, uh, against Roberson. The dude just gets hit a lot more than I would like. Uh, and he's fighting a guy that has some pretty big power, so that's a bit scary. Um, I think Brendan Allen can can get him down and get a sub and and might even make this look easy. It's just it's it's a bit scary because if he if he fucks around on the feet, he he could get tagged and put out by Soriano because Soriano, like I said, has has big power. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Brendan Allen. Uh, I'm looking at sub at like plus 275. It's not terrible. I, I think if, if he can survive and, and get Soriano down, I think he is very, very good on the ground and can probably snatch up a sub fairly easily. Just a little bit scary with that uh, that power and that how much he likes to get hit. So uh, pick is Brendan Allen. I... You're muted. Lance. Oh, my bad. Muted. Brad, are you surprised that Soriano has passed the gauntlet of Jamie Pickett, Oscar Pihota, and Dusky Toads? That's about the most impressive three and star to a career I've ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, he's been pick three tougher fights. <laughs> we uh, we all thought that uh, Dusky Toads was terrible, all, though. We we thought he was all right, but it's not yeah. all right. Um, and I I gotta stick with uh, I gotta stick with Puna. He he was my pick for uh, breakout fighter of the year at, at middleweight. Um, I, I think that he's still got good. Like obviously he hasn't lost or anything yet. He's looked pretty good in his fights. Um, you know, gets hit a little bit here and there, but has the Hawaiian chin, so not much of a concern in that sense. But 
I do have a lot of concerns about Brennan Allen. Um, as Sean said, defense, non-existent. The cardio, not great. Uh, the win against uh, Dukakis doesn't look as good as we initially thought it was going to look. Uh, even getting the sub against Roberson, like Roberson kind of got him that sub rather than yeah. Allen getting the sub. Uh, so I, I, I have lowered uh, my opinion uh, of Brennan Allen over the, the past Kevin couple Holland, of years. Kevin Holland, though, the GOAT, <laughs> main event GOAT, Kevin Holland. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I, I like Puna here. I, I think that his wrestling is good enough that he is going to, to keep this on the feet, uh, much like Sean Strickland was able to. And after a while, Allen's either going to tire or just get clipped with something. And I think uh, Puna's going to put him away. So I think round one or round two, uh, Puna clips him and uh, keeps that undefeated record intact. I do have a little bet on the uh, the Puma man here. And uh, I know I'm out on an island with you guys, but uh, but I like it. Yeah, don't like Puna here. Um, th- this guy's been handed a cakewalk. I think they liked him uh, early on. Was he, he was on Contender, right? Is that right? Soriano? Yeah. Is that where yeah. he came from? Right, yeah. Um, and I, I think they I think they really liked him off I think they liked him coming off the show. Uh he's Hawaiian, they seem to like that, and they've given him a easy path. I mean, Jamie Pickett, terrible off the show. And then Pihota and Dusky Toads, pretty easy there. And I think when you look at, at Brendan Allen, yeah, he hasn't faced the best competition, but if if Puna beat Dawkins, that'd be the best win of his career. You know, if Puna beat Kevin Holland, that'd be the best win of his career. And I, I think he's just been a little more te- – Brandon Allen's been a little more tested in his career. And I think the easiest path to victory here is if Allen gets a takedown, I think that's a wrap. I mean, Allen is amazing on the ground, and he goes for finishes, and he gets finishes. Yes, there is worry that if he can't get a takedown, he's going to get absolutely curb stomped. Agreed. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Allen can last in the feet, and I don't think Allen's a guy that's going to go 15 hard. Um, but I do think once this fight hits the ground, I do think Alan usually finds a way to get his fights to the ground. And I'm not ready to put uh, Soriana in the, the revived um, career of Sean Strickland. I think those are different guys. Uh, Sean Strickland's also a lot bigger. He's tougher to take down. He's stronger. Um, I think it's a little bit different. I like Brendan Allen here. Um, I, I think Sean Strickland's good, and I think people are looking too much at that loss uh, to see what we thought of Brendan Allen before that. So I like Brendan Allen kind of to get him down pretty quickly, dominate, and get a finish. The only people Brennan Allen has taken down in his UFC career are Carl Roberson and Kevin Holland. Those are great. Elite takedown defense. Elite out of those two. Kevin Holland has elite takedown defense. We've seen it time and time again. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, he finds a way, Brad. He finds a way. I I hope for your sake that he does. (laughs) Yep. Here we go. Um, Welterweight division, Mickey Gall. Versus the diabetes, Jordan Williams. The insulin kid. <laughs> no, he, you see wait. how, well, you know how they, the whole thing with him has always been he can't go to one, uh, go down to 170 because of the diabetes. Um, yep. Apparently, did, did you read how he, he got through this to be able to cut? No. Stem cells. Uh, cut off a leg. He's injecting himself with stem cells, which apparently help him with his blood sugar regulation. That, that seems illegal. Doesn't seem legal. 
Yeah, and Greg Hardy logo. can't even use an inhaler? Bullshit. Yeah. TJ Dillashaw can't even use EPO? Steroids? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> this this dude this guy can injecting use stem cells. cells. <laughs> we can't even yeah. use anabolic steroids, but this guy can use stem cells? This guy huffing adenochrome in the corner between rounds. Yeah. And we can't even use steroids. You can't even <laughs> smoke the weed. This is not this is not fair. All right, let's uh do Sean, what do you got here? I I want to bet Mickey Gall, but holy shit, man. It's in in hindsight, his two losses in his last three fights are fucking bad. What Lucy? Diego and Perry? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Oh, think about that in twenty twenty one right now. Oh my god. Um could I see Mickey Gall getting laid on by the the insulin kid? I honestly could. I don't know if the insulin kid is, is going to make this weight, and maybe it's going to cause him to gas. Oh, he's going to gas. This is his first time ever cutting weight in his life. Yeah, that's true. It's because of the diabetes. That number is big. Like I know Mickey Gall is is not good, um, and his wins are are very unimpressive, but. We all think that that Jordan Williams is just—he's not good. Like on top of just like not being able to cut weight, he's just not good. He's—he's he's one of those guys that that lacks skill and talent, and everyone loves him because he's got heart and guts. Yep. If your number one quality is heart and guts, that means you, take a you are terrible and you lack in all skills and all facets of the game. Yep, but it still might be enough because Mickey Gall is terrible. It can get out wrestled by mostly everyone and has terrible striking. So. Uh, I'll pick Gull. I If I'm feeling really degenerate, I might throw a small bet on him. Brett, who are you going to pick in the Logan Paul versus Anderson Silva fight that was just announced? <laughs> uh, obviously, Anderson. Anderson's not going to take it easy on him like old Floyd no, did. He's going to exactly. light that fucking dude up if that fight happens. Anderson, in that, that boxing match the last time, like he looked like legit. Yep. He might he's, kill this poor kid. He's going to light this dude up. He's, I love Anderson's the Paul gonna, brothers. Anderson's going to make TikTok videos in between rounds just yeah. making fun of this goof. I love He's Logan on all Paul. of the blue tie pills. Yeah. Logan, Logan Paul's <laughs> great. Jake Paul's a complete douche, but I like Logan Paul. I Definitely. like that Jake Paul just like he he doesn't actually care about UFC fighters, but yeah, I love but that he has made his life goal yeah. to make Dana White's life just an absolute misery. I would- I wish Logan would actually stop with the boxing stuff and try MMA. He was like a pretty good wrestler. Wrestler, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, like he was a. That seems like a poor idea. I, I would rather well, just he was, you know like make way more money in in boxing. Well, I know, and fight but he, nobody's. He, he, if he wanted to do a fight in the UFC, I bet the UFC could get him ten million dollars. I mean, they just paid Poirier apparently ten million, and he hasn't. He they did not pay Poirier. 10 he, million. he couldn't draw a picture. <laughs> so I don't know. Like if you got Logan Paul just bang with Mike Perry, <laughs> why not? I mean, he was a wrestler from Ohio. Like they got good wrestling there. I don't know what to say. All right, Brad. Um. Yeah the the insulin kid is going to gas in this fight, and I think Mickey Gall's going to take over. Mickey Gall with his his stellar. Get taken down by Diego Sanchez a million times. Get out grappled by Mike Perry. Um, you know he he, he might uh, he might struggle. He's got heart. Early on. He's got guts. Well, that's <laughs> the, that's the thing. You know he's 
not just going to get knocked out. We've seen that he can take a punch. So Insolent Kid's going to punch him a bunch of times in the first round. Then he's going to be like, oh, shit, man, I should have been at 182 or whatever he comes into his fights normally at um, instead of cutting all the way down to 170. And he's going to hate his life in the second and third rounds. Mickey Gall's going to take over. And I I'm, I think we get a, a third round sub from, from old oh, Mickey shit. Gall. What's round three? One. What's um, round three, Brad? It's 16 in this one. It should be higher. What's Gall so, sub? I think it's like five or six. Hmm. Gall sub 525. That's not terrible. Yeah. No. Terrible. I don't hate that. So, um, that's I like path Gall to victory. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Mickey Gall here. I hate that I do. I was joking this morning. We were talking about the fights, like in uh, texting back and forth, and I was like, "I want to bet Mickey Gall, but I can't do it. I'm not going to do it." And then Brad was like, "Yeah, me too." And so I was like, "Me too." I was like, "Well, I guess I should bet him." <laughs> like, if we all <laughs> like him, we don't want to bet him. That means we should we should probably just go ahead and bet him. Um, he, I think he can drag this fight to the ground. I, I think even at one seven, I think he's going to be the bigger guy. Um, I think Jordan Williams is really going to struggle because even if Jordan Williams, like if he walks around at 182 and he's going to 170, that's still small for 170. Like yes. that is not a that is that is a small 170. Mickey Gall is probably cutting from 190, 195. So Jordan Williams, even at 170, is going to be undersized. Except now he's not going to have you know his normal you know cardio advantage, speed advantage, that kind of stuff. And I think Mickey Gall is – he knows he has to win this fight. I think he's going to be clinching against the cage, pushing him up. He's he's I, he's a lot taller, isn't he? Like Jordan Williams is not very tall either. Um, I think he's going to just push him against the cage, ride him out, try to get some body lock takedowns. I think if he gets on top, he can he can land some good ground and pound and possibly even get a sub there. Um, I like Mickey Gall. I think at plus 150. I think Mickey Gall sucks. Yes, he's not good at all, but the diabetes – He's cutting Beatus. weight. I mean, Beatus cutting weight. I don't Mickey know how. Eagle is one inch taller. He seems I, I taller, doesn't he? Oh, okay. Maybe he just that... it, it's his lankiness. Yeah, he's he's a weirdly he's like torso long yeah. guy. Yeah, he is. I thought he would be taller. Anyway, I like Gall here. I, I think he can make this ugly, drag him down, and uh, and get the W. And that's the end of the the Beatus. No more Beatus. All right. Um, <laughs> Women's flyweight division, Miranda Maverick, Macy Barber. This this Barber chick just keeps getting main cards. She's terrible. She's awful. Um, it's Macy, the future Barber. Oh. Yeah, you're, oh, you're reading it wrong. hair after this. Exactly. So, yeah, fear she's... the future hairstylist. That's what we got going on here. Oh, my Barber beefcake? <laughs> Uh, I, I have wishes. no idea what's going to happen here. Uh, yeah, but who cares? That's that's as well. Like uh, uh, Barber talked a big game. She everybody hyped her up, and she is not good. Um, Maverick might also be getting that treatment as well. I mean, the the people that she beat are are not good. Um, I'll, I'll pick Maverick. She I think she has more ways to win. She's okay on the feet. She can take Barber down. Barber is pretty much done if it, if she's on her back. So, yeah, yeah, Maverick, but don't care. So I I don't remember who it was. It was on Twitter, and 
Maverick made a comment or something about how this is good matchmaking, but it's not, and acted like these were two top-tier prospects, and it's too early in their career to fight. Which I got, obviously, pretty good chuckle. A, Barber's lost two in a row. Who are these people? And then someone made the comparison to Phil Davis and Alex Gustafson fighting early in their careers to these two. And I was like, I'm trying to think. Spot the difference. I'm trying to think of a worse compare. This is kind of like Alex Gustafson versus Bill Davis. <laughs> if they suck. <laughs> I get it. Uh, Sean, did you guys see this on Twitter? Was this just me who saw this? I think uh, I just saw you talking about it. Or or maybe I saw it on I Twitter. I didn't talk about it. I read it. I chuckled to myself. And then I moved on. All right, I think somebody I'll, else was I'll commenting have to check on it out. or something like that. It's that is. Oh no! It was the guy we like. It was Paul Shaw. It was Paul Shag. Oh no! Oh no, Paulie! Come on, Paul! That's You're why better I didn't than that. Because I like him. Yeah, that is a bad take. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> he was due for one. You guys are pretty good friends with him. You should probably say something. I will. He's, yeah. he's got now that, that I one. know it exists. It I says. Know. People said the same thing in the day when they matched up Gustafson and Phil Davis. Nobody has a crystal ball. Bob, if they go on story careers, money's in the re- – nope, none of that. Mm-mm. Nope. Shame How much uh, money did that Gustafson-Phil Davis rematch make? Did they rematch? I didn't remember the no. first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, when, when I read that, I was like, I don't recall them fighting. <laughs> Uh, we love you paul all right um where are we at here brad do you have anything on this fight i i know sean said he doesn't know what's going to happen i know one thing that's going to happen over macy barber is going to throw at least one combination from 10 feet away from her opponent I mean, Dude, that was like minus 10,000, Brad. Don't don't go on a limb here. Like, what the fuck are you doing? There was this thing the other day, and someone had said, like, um, what is the most amazing moment of 2021? And someone tweeted this picture of Macy Barber, like, literally 10 feet away, shadow boxing in the cage. <laughs> so like, this is the most amazing moment of 2021. <laughs> and and now she's training at uh, Alpha Male or Team Alpha person oh, team. That's a she's she's gonna she's gonna, she's gonna pull guarding for guillotines. <laughs> no, what you do? Is I you just realized that now that they're uh, Team Alpha person, the acronym is TAP. Hold on, did they actually so, change their name to Team Alpha person? That makes sense. I don't know. It seems oh, like something they would do. It's twenty twenty one. It man. is California yeah. too. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. No, this is this is it's bad. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this fight, but um, I told Sean the other day. So I was playing golf the other day, and I was on the range right before my round, just hitting a couple balls, uh, hitting my driver, and so I I take a, a normal a normal swing. This driver is probably a year and a half old. I take a normal swing with my driver, swing through the ball snaps in half and the club head goes like 10 yards away oh, steroid like how far down the shaft are we talking this snappage you need to do some stem cells instead of steroids man yeah Just... that's that's where it's at 
Coming. Those those forearms that Lance has are just oh my god! Look what those forearms did to a year and a it half has old to be driver. The that poor thing. I, I googled it and I was like, is there is there is there is there something going on here? How does this happen? And then yep. what I came back with is because I, I use a regular, I just use regular flex. Maybe I should use stiff, but yes. I, I don't have I don't have big club I, I'm not like a like I don't have crazy uh, swing speed or anything. And basically, if you read anything, it's like 95% of people should use regular chaff, but 50% decide they want to use stiff just because. Um, but is it is it this? <laughs> is that what's causing this? Even though my my, my uh, speed isn't crazy, is it because my arms are stronger than the average male? You think that's what it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, look at this. It snapped right in half. It snapped, so it broke before contact with the ball, which means me just going through snapped the shaft in half. This is a year. This this driver is like not even two years old, and it's a nice driver. It was the Mizuno JPX. You can replace that. You know, you can just put. Was a new there shaft anybody in that, right? there buying a fucking driver? <laughs> well, I didn't love it, so I was like, I should probably just buy a Sim Max driver. <laughs> So I got to say, was there anybody driver. like the club went further than the ball? Oh, no, I was course. just with my dad at this point. Cause we had just got there and we were throwing and some balls and oh, that, that wasn't a Barry joke. I thought Barry would have pulled some of those. He was out. more in shock. Cause you don't see very often someone swing their driver in the club. Just like when you see that happen, it's usually if someone like smashes it, yeah. well, like, just a regular swing on the range and the thing goes flying. So I walk out there, there's like 10 people on the range and I just like pick it up and put it in my bag. <laughs> Yeah, you should. Uh, have you told the company about it? Mizuno, they're pretty big. Yeah. I don't think they care. No, but like <laughs> you probably get like a, a refund or a new club or something like that. They would probably offer to replace the shaft, and then I could probably sell the driver for whatever. But I didn't. I didn't. I've had this for a couple of years. I didn't love it anyway. Um, and the, I have Simmax irons and a Simmax three wood, and I love them all. So just you're I'm not for the sponsorship now. I know I'm a t- I'm a tailor made guy. I'm completely sponsored. And funny enough, I used I didn't use my driver for the full 18 holes. I just used a three wood. Played great. So maybe there's there's a, maybe no one should use a driver, and you should just bomb three woods in the fairway. You know. Yep. Yeah. But there's no fun in that. Mm-mm. Oh, good hit, shaft talk. That was yeah, much really, better than breaking really down good. that fight. I mean, you just got to hit dingers when you're on the golf course. I told my buddy the other day I'm going to call my new uh, driver a dinger launcher. I think that should catch on. Instead of a driver, just a dinger launcher. That's a pretty good name for it. Solid. Just saying. All right. Um, yeah, I got nothing on this fight. Who gives a shit? Uh, but great fight. Featherweight. The fucking damage. Darren Elkins. Derek Minner. I dig this fight. Nushan, perfect fight. Yeah, this is, this is a good stylistic matchup. Uh, I, I think James Krause is a, a very good coach, but... I, I don't know, like, yes, Minner has been better. He, he's not doing the dumb shit that he did in, in the past, but he's also been in some fairly decent uh, matchups in his, his last couple. Um, I, I think Elkins, he has pretty good sub-defense. Uh, I, I know he, he's lost, I think the only one was, was Dub- was it? Dubrunks that subbed him? Uh, yeah, yeah armbar. Yeah. That's the only guy that subbed him. So that's, that's not bad for a, a very, very long career. Yeah. So uh, I think Elkins can get Minner down, can wear him out. I'm not convinced that Minner's cardio is just completely fixed and stuff like that. Like, 
Uh, I think it's a decent matchup for for uh, Elkins, so uh, I expect him to wrestle. It might be a little sketchy early, but uh, the dude has a motor. He still takes people down. I this is a decent matchup. Uh, it's <laughs> hilarious to say in in 2021 that uh, I think Elkins is is the side in this fight. Brad, yeah, it's. Uh... Like Sean said, I I don't think the cardio problems from Minner are solved. It is very easy to lay on top of a guy who is throwing completely ineffective Hail Mary subs for 15 minutes without getting tired. That's, That's not a thing that is going to tire any professional fighter out. However, when you've got a dude like Darren Elkins and you're trying to take him down, or he's trying to take you down, and you're doing that for the better part of 15 minutes, you're absolutely going to get tired. So I, I, I think that... Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, we're, we're dog-sitting for, for a dog, and she's the dumbest dog ever. Um, she doesn't go up the stairs uh, to the bedroom, She'll come down the stairs in the morning, uh, but we have to like chase her around the house to pick her up to carry her upstairs because she's she's stupid. So uh, wow. she she can just sleep downstairs. Um, anyway, because Darren Elkins is going to grapple the shit out of him, or Minner's going to try and grapple him, and Elkins is going to make that tire him out. And either he wins rounds two and three. Um, Again, might win round one as well because he's the better wrestler in this fight. Or I could see Minner gassing, and we've seen him get stopped by uh, a lot worse guys than Darren Elkins in his career. So could see a, a late Elkins stoppage here as well. We, we saw it in his last fight. Could see it again. But either way, like Elkins to pull through. I like Elkins here. I, I think Elkins struggles with guys who have you know a large wrestling advantage over him. Uh, where he can't kind of dictate. I, I think Elkins is the better wrestler here. Um, I, I think he's the, the much better wrestler here, actually. I think he's just a better wrestler, a better MMA wrestler. And I think the jiu-jitsu-wise, Minner's one of those guys who he has great submissions and he can finish anyone uh, in the submission game. He also, like, quits with that. He's one of those guys that when he gets tired, quits. It's over. You're not that skilled in jiu-jitsu, and be subbed eight times unless you quit. You just aren't. It's not something that goes together. You can't be that good offensively and that bad defensively, which means he's a quitter. Elkins brings pressure. Even at this age, and every he's, what, 38 now, something like that? Like, mm-hmm. Elkins brings pressure, constant pressure 24-7, the whole fight. Put pressure, pressure, pressure. He's going to wrestle. He's going to push him against the cage. And I think on the fu- feet, is, is Elkins a better striker? I think he is, and I also think it doesn't matter because there's going to be no space in this fight. No, he's he's gonna, it's going to be a typical Elkins fight. And like, how often, if you think about it, you could you could make an argument that Elkins is a better striker and a better grappler in this fight. Yeah, you could make that argument, and I, I think it's his. I think ju- straight jujitsu, yes, Minner's probably better. Wrestling. I think it's Elkins. And overall grappling, I think it's Elkins because he's going to control this. Minner's not going to sub Elkins from his back, and I don't think he gets a chance to be on top. So I like Darren Elkins here. I think this is a great matchup. When we talked about these aging veterans giving him winnable fights, 
This is the one I'm talking about. You got you need to give these 37, 38 year old guys who've been in the UFC forever, and you need to give them fights like this. And I like Darren Elkins here, and I think it's a good opportunity for Minner because if he does beat Darren Elkins, that's a good win, even at the the late age for Darren Elkins. So this is the consensus bet of the week. Darren Elkins, the damage. Man, I still I love this guy. can't believe he's a dog in this fight. He's just the best dude ever. All right, bantamweight division: Kyler Phillips versus Rulian Pava, Pavaya, Puva, Howlian, Iuva, Howlian. Not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> Kyler Phillips is very, very good. So um, good, dreamy. It's, a, it's kind of a weird fight. I'm, I'm not sure why they gave him Paiva after he beat. Uh, Song Yudong. I know Song Yudong isn't some big name, but that was a that was a good win, and now he gets a blown a downgrade. Flyweight who who can't make weight. Yeah, so this is this is a downgrade. I, I think they're protecting this kid. I think they like this kid a lot, and they want to roll him. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like a keep busy fight. I'm, I'm not too sure the, the matchmaking here, but uh, oh no, hold on, I just read it. He was supposed to fight a Sun Sal, but that's been canceled for a little while hasn't it? um three weeks so this was this is a three-week okay. notice fight that that makes a little more sense he yeah. beat that, the, god what kind of line would we have got on him versus the sun Sal? it would have been good he would have beat course, the piss and shit out of him yeah we would have got a good line on it though because like yeah a sun Sal is one of those trick even though he's ancient at this point he's he's one of those tricky dudes he doesn't want to fight in like a long time though. I, I thought. Yeah, I thought it just was... sucks because if Phillips styles on five, it's it's probably gonna be a smaller number if they do. Even even if it is completely like it's it's yeah. five. Um, yeah, Phillips is good, man. He's good on the feet. He can good. He can take people down. I I think he is gonna smash Piva. I, I I thought Piva was decent, but dude can't make weight. Uh, I know he's fought at one thirty five earlier in his career, but. This guy should be a 125er if he if he could cut weight properly. I think the size difference is going to be pretty big. I think Phillips can get him down and, and, and smash him on the ground. I, I kind of see Phillips getting a finish, uh, possibly in the second, maybe in the early in the third. So uh, I like Phillips. He's gonna I'm gonna put him in a parlay. I'll probably take him inside the distance, small as well. Brad, yeah, this is uh, some kind of punishment for Iva because that was only the first time weight. he missed. That was only the first time he missed weight too, and now they're yeah. like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna bump you up, and we're gonna put you against maybe the bre- best prospect in the, the bantamweight division. Um, so tough. yeah, I I think Piva's good, um, but he's a good flyweight, and I think he's probably gonna get the shit kicked out of him in this fight. Um, we saw, you know, a lot of people were on uh, Yadong in. Uh, in the last fight, and I know that we like Piva there, or not Piva, we like Phillips there, and I uh, came through, and I, I think a lot of people started to see what we see, that he's just got a really well-rounded game. Uh, his striking looked better than it ever had in that game, and he's already got the the grappling, um, aggressive grappling, which is always nice to see to, to go along with it. And really, I just think he's going to be able to control Piva. Uh, even if he struggles on the feed at some point, which I don't really see in, in this spot. He's going to be able to body up Piva, take him down. Uh, I think he can probably tire him out throughout this fight, and it's just going to sort of snowball as, as it goes. So not entirely sure he gets a finish because, um, as I said, Piva is good. He, he seems pretty tough. Uh, his 
only stoppage is uh, that cut stoppage to uh, to bone Taron. Uh, but uh, I do like Phillips to, to come away with a clear win in this one. Yeah, this does seem like punishment. Um, you know, you you lose a couple close fights. Uh, well, there was a cut, and then he loses a really close fight to to France. Wins a couple fights, misses weight once, and then he has to go to one thirty five and face <laughs> out. That's just fucked up. And and Phillips is gonna be a lot bigger. And with his style, I think the size matters. He he does. He has some decent striking, but you know he has that wrestling. He has the grappling. He's gonna grind it out. He's gonna get you down and then be aggressive with ground and pound. And you know he is very aggressive for a guy who could who can definitely wrestle. And he was a California wrestler and um, pretty good jiu-jitsu to go with it as well. He's very well rounded. He's I, I don't know. I love this kid. Like after I watched him the last fight, I was like, I know he hasn't faced the best competition. Like Yudong, I thought was a good win earlier in your UFC career, uh, and he's only like 25 years old. But this guy seems like he's good. Like, he seems like he has to take he has all the tools to kind of move up pretty quickly. And I think after this one, if he does what he's supposed to here, I think we're going to see a pretty big step up after beating, you know, Paiva and Yadong back to back. And yeah, I, I love Phillips here. I think the line was what, like minus 250, something like that, or 300. It wasn't high. Like, yeah, minus 260. I don't know. I feel like that's, that. I thought this one would be around minus 400 or so with the size and everything else that goes with it. Um, and I think Phillips has an advantage everywhere. So, like Phillips here, I'll have him in a parlay. All right. Um, that's the co-main. Is that the co-main? Uh, that is I, the co-main event of the night. All right. What, 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 trying what, to say. Let's just break this one down real quick. So we got we got Aspen Lad, um, who, let's see, hasn't hasn't sucked. Yeah, she hasn't fought in a year and a half, and. She lost to Jermaine Durande May, who was 48 years old, and then we have 16 seconds. And then yeah. we have no. Macy J- uh, Chazan, who lost to Lena Landsberg. And this is the co-main. The, the sad <laughs> thing about this is, like, whatever. If they wanted to put this in the main card, because Aspen Lad, whatever it is, but like, how can you put Soriano and Brennan Allen, Costa and Yanez? Like, those are like actual. Like Costa Yanez is a co-main event. I don't. I wouldn't complain one second about that. This is where I don't get the shit. Like, why are they not hyping these guys up? Because don't forget, a lot of fans who don't watch, we watch the full cards. Well, I do. Me and Sean. Me and Sean watch the full cards. Um, if you think of some fans, some like casuals and people that just catch in, right? They might only watch the last two or three fights, right? They might not. If the event starts at eight and they know there's five fights, they think it's in order of greatness. And they will not watch the first fight. Well, the first fight's the best fight in the card. Sorry, you know, and that's where I think they're that the UFC is missing opportunities here. But anyway, I have no. Lance, take. this is this is number three versus number ten in the division. This is a fucking big fight. Which one's which? No, no. Lance is right. Uh, Diana Belbita and Hannah Goldie is the best fight on the card. Oh yes. yeah, <laughs> correct. It's a low key banger. I got I got nothing. I got nothing on this. I, I just I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. I didn't even look at the line. Is Aspen Lad favored? Yeah, she yeah. Like minus one eighty, minus two hundred. She grunts a, a lot. Michael's decision minus one forty five. I know Aspen Lad finishes a lot, but fuck. I think after her ACL surgery, I think she might be a little more tentative. Chase on can kind of take it. I, I think. Speaking of taking it, Aspen Lad's mom has an OnlyFans account. Does she? Interesting. I I saw that uh, that our our boy Water Show uh, called dibs on his on her mom. Yeah. So did you see her? Yeah. 
I haven't. I haven't. I was going to look not, her up after I saw that. Let's just say there's not a lot of resemblance from mother to daughter. That's that's good. That's, yes. That's a good thing. Really, that's the opposite of what you really want to want to do there. Yeah, you should look her up. I I will. Um, Maybe purchase the subscription. Yeah, I don't know about she that. got her dad's jeans, and that's just sad. Wow. Did you? Oh, you found a picture. Couple. Were they? Were they? Were they pretty solid? They're pretty solid. Yeah, they almost. They look more. It's kind of like, weird. They look more she like looks sister. Young. She yeah. looks young. Like it almost looks like her sister. Also, she is in way better shape than Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> like not even uh, close. Well, yeah, like, she has an OnlyFans. She's got to keep in real shape. She yeah. actually gets paid real money she to gets, do yeah, that, she, not like fighting. She has the money versus Aspen does not. Like if you look at a lot of these pictures, just the two of them, like you would, you might think sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just thought I'd let you guys let you guys. Know. Um, that's that's a hot tip. Thanks, Lance. We should have had Water Show on the show tonight. He would have totally joined. He probably would. Uh, he said anytime, anytime we need somebody to join the show, uh, he, he's down. So you know, so why I'm, I'm going to hold him to join. that. We really messed up here. I mean, next time, Wes, Aaron. Wes is going to be. Missing shows frequently now. Oh, so. how funny does Wes say? Wes saying, "I'll be on next week." It's like, dude, <laughs> dude, good luck telling wifey that. Yeah, it's like when he was doing it, he would just feel bad the entire time because the the first the first couple months is basically just pure misery. Oh yeah, <laughs> kind of the best way to describe it. So if he yeah. thinks he's gonna hop down and do the podcast and drink some beers for a couple hours, he's, <laughs> oh yeah. He's not thinking right. You gotta wait till they're old. Mike, Mike, like they're watching TV, Netflix, YouTube, whatever. It's not a big deal, but yeah, it's uh, it's different when they're young. So yeah. I've never actually seen either of these two fight in the UFC. That seems impossible. That does seem pretty. That seems impossible. No, Aspen. Lads, I know you like to take the walks, but Aspen Lad's entire UFC career has been either when I haven't been watching UFC or. I've definitely specifically taken a dog walk. They have 11 um, combined UFC fights in the last, like, five years. Yep. <laughs> that seems impossible. Yeah, but only, like, yeah, but Chase, there's only been one since Brad started watching fights again. You haven't seen Chase yeah. on? I feel like you would have seen her. No, because she's no. only fought once since the pandemic started. She fought, yeah. like, right before it started, which Brad yep. wasn't watching it now. Did you not watch Tough Heavy Hitters? <laughs> what, what is, it's starring what the women's bantam uh, tough heavy hitters starring the women's bantamweight division i'm not watching this season of tough <laughs> yeah i you is know i watched on? i watched like i watched like four or five episodes because i was like screw it i got i've watched the all everything on television the last two years i'm out of out of things and like i i can't get myself to watch anymore it's like if they just like released like a two-hour show of just the fights i'd probably watch it uh but man it's so bad that the fake like, – and they got the two most boring humans in the UFC. Yes, minor detail. Um, yep. So, yeah, I – honestly, I've got nothing on this fight. If I end up watching it, this will uh, this will be new territory, virgin territory oh, for me, unlike Aspen Lad's mom. Bastly yeah. co-main event. True that. <laughs> what, what's her mom's name? It doesn't matter. Just type in Aspen Lad Mom. That, that's what I type. Yeah. Kimberly. Kimberly Lad. There you go. That sounds like a porn name. 
Kimberly Ladd. Ladd. Yeah, you can do that. I got nothing on this fight. Um, we can go well, to we're the... We're here. We can go to the main event. Um, Bantamweight division, Corey Sandhagen, TJ Dillashaw. You, Sean? Great fight. Great fight. Um, Corey Sandhagen is very, very fucking good. Um, I tried to save Lance some money last time out. Uh, he... <laughs> He's stubborn in his old ways. It 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 doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, that was that was vicious. Uh, Zanhangen is good everywhere. He is unorthodox striking. Uh, it's very very elite. Um, How's his wrestling? His wrestling is rough. His wrestling is a struggle. He he can definitely been taken down as we've seen in 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 his UFC career. Um, his his bottom game isn't terrible. I I think DJ Dillashaw. Is he a power bottom? <laughs> Nobody is is that good. Her Twitter <laughs> gypsy chick. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I saw that. Where's this um, fans at? <laughs> if, in my opinion, or uh, Dillashaw needs to wrestle in this fight because yes, Dillashaw has has good striking. I just think Sandhagen's is is better. He's longer. Um, Dillashaw can be clipped. Uh, we've seen it happen. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Sandhagen's able to touch him. Uh, if Dillashaw wrestles, he'll probably get Sandhagen down, Sandhagen down a couple times, maybe even for a couple rounds. After that, I think San, uh, Dillashaw's going to gas. Uh, his his cardio's been awesome in the, in the past. Uh, how much of that was the EPO? Uh, we're we're going to find out because... If I if he consistently wrestles for more than two three rounds, I think he is going to be a heaping pile, and Sandhagen is going to absolutely light him up on the feet. So uh, I'm going to have Sandhagen in a in a big parlay with Phillips, uh, and I'll probably be looking at uh, Sandhagen inside. Bradley, yeah, TJ Dillashaw has fought four times in the last five years, and. In his last, or sorry, five times. No, no, four times. Four times in the last five years. Um, and in the last three of those fights, he has gotten clipped pretty hard. Um, you know, obviously knocked out last time out um, very quickly, rocked against Garbrandt in both those fights, and against uh, Johnny fucking Lineker, he was justifiably terrified. Um, and even with <clears throat> Lineker breaking his jaw in that fight, couldn't get him out of there. Couldn't even come close to getting him out of there. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting because if this stays on the feet, he is going to get rocked by Sandhagen. And as Sean said, he can probably take the, uh, the giant lanky ginger down, but can he take him down for... 25 minutes? Probably not. Can he take him down for 15 minutes and survive the last 10? Maybe, but probably not. So I just think it's going to come down to the fact that at some point, Dillashaw is A, 35, B, not on the good stuff anymore. Uh, Or, you know, maybe he found some better stuff, but he hasn't been getting paid lately so that doesn't that look likely. like it based on his uh, appearance <laughs> he, he looks pretty ragged um so yeah i, I think that uh Sanhagen 
is probably going to piece him up a little bit in this fight. You know, if there's one guy that can sort of read those patterns that, that Dillashaw has in terms of, you know, doing the the kind of Dominic Cruz, but with a little bit more power thing that, that Dillashaw does, uh, I, I think Sandhagen can interrupt him in, in some of that stuff and, and intercept him as he's coming in or switching stances or all of those things that, that leave him more open than you would normally want your fighter to be defensively. Oh, there goes Sean. Can't um, believe him. I, I think that uh, that Sanhagen's that guy. So as much as I, I don't like uh, tall gingers, uh, I, I got to side with Sanhagen on this one. Yeah, I am not a Sanhagen guy. Uh, I think everyone knows that. Not not a fan. Don't love really? don't love the old Corey Sanhagen, but I love him in this matchup. I think hey, when was the last time we saw Dillashaw just wrestling game plan? Like he hasn't done a wrestling heavy game plan in Linica. in a while. A little um, bit against Lineker. That so I was about to bring that up. The last person that TJ Dillashaw beat that wasn't named Cody Garbrandt was five years ago. That's crazy. Like it was 2016 when he fought Lineker, and that was the last guy that he beat that wasn't named Cody Garbrandt. And man, Corey Sanhey, much I hate him. He is a difficult matchup because he is very hard to hold down. Easy to get down, hard to hold down. I don't think Dillashaw's cardio is going to be there. First fight in several years. You know, coming off getting – he probably thinks about it every day still, even though it was a couple years ago, that Henry Zahudo knockout. And I, I just don't think this is the same guy. He looked old. His It wasn't as much his body to me. His face looked old. He looked like an old-ass dude. Like, he looked much older than me. <laughs> like, he looked and- – he looked worn. He looked like he had like done some time. Like some he just hard sounds time. like he's he's trying to make up excuses for everything. And I think he's gonna press. I think he is going. To, I don't think he's gonna wrestle a second. I think he's gonna try to take Sanhagen's head off. I think he's frustrated. He's pressing, and he knows he wants he wants to get a big win. He wants to finish this guy because if he does finish Corey Sanhagen, he probably will get the next title shot. Let's be real. If I, I, big Aljo guy, always have been. About done with Aljo at this point. Completely done with this fella. What the fuck? Anyway, like, I, whoever wins this fight, I think we're going to see get the get the next title shot. And I, I think that's going to be Corey Sanhagen. So I do have him in a parlay. Really like him here. So that'll do it this week. Um, quicker show than normal, which is probably good. You guys are probably sick of us at this point. Um, I can't wait to come back next week and talk about this card coming up. We might be able to break down the whole card in like 15 minutes. We'll see if we can kind of, kind of set a record. New record. Yeah, these important. cards lately, they've been making for quick shows. That's that's the one positive. To the ladies always tend to bring it. Everyone knows oh, that. So, thank you for listening, um, and we will see you guys next week.